This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Flags were flying at half-staff here today as Kentucky honored Colonel Harlan Sanders, the smiling, white-suited gentleman whose secret recipe started an international fried chicken empire. This is the Associated Press report dated December 17, 1980, to mark the death of the founder of the world's largest chicken chain and second largest restaurant chain overall. And though Colonel was an honorific, not a military rank, in his home commonwealth, his passing at the age of 90 was met with full honors. Instantly recognizable with his matching white coif, goatee, and southern dandy suit, the bespectacled Sanders had been a brand ambassador slash living mascot for his chain. And in 1964, when he sold his business for $2 million to the men who would become the restaurant's dual Ray Crocs, Jack Massey and John Brown Jr., Brown was perhaps not coincidentally later governor of Kentucky, the duo savvily acquired the rights to Sanders' likeness, which they would fully exploit after his death. An actor was hired to portray the colonel in live-action spots that first aired in the 90s. Shortly after, the campaign was abandoned for an animated colonel voiced by actor Randy Quaid, hot off his portrayal of a heroic hick pilot in the blockbuster film Independence Day. And most famously, in 2015, the brand launched a new salvo with ad agency Whedon & Kennedy, an ever-changing cast of celebrity colonels that the ad shop likened to casting James Bond. Among the actors who portrayed Sanders were impressionist Daryl Hammond, the late great comedian Norm MacDonald, thoroughly tanned thespian George Hamilton, and country singer Reba McIntyre. And though that campaign has been retired, today, 42 years since his death lowered flags in the bluegrass state, Sanders' face remains the logo of the crown jewel of the Yum! brand's triumvirate. His visage even looms on the branding of a product that's not chicken at all. This week on Doughboys, we return to KFC for Beyond Fried Chicken. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, the creature from the snack legume, Mr. Slice Mike Mitchell. Legume, huh? Legume. Wow. As snacks go, you could do worse. These wordsmiths that that submit to the the roast, Wags. That wordsmith was Daniel C., at most dapper Dan. Hey, Doughboys, longtime fan. The podcast gets me through my days at work. Thanks for the laughs. I found these doodles I made a while back. Wanted to share them with you again. Uh, this is some pretty cool fan art. I'm going to share it with you let guys. Let me guess. And we could take Gander. Let me guess it's Marge having sex with Bart Simpson. <laughs> I'm not going to show that one. Um, but there were a couple other ones that were more on theme for the podcast that I thought might be fun <laughs> to take a look at. Uh, all right, here we go. Although that Marge one is lovingly rendered. It's funny to think of like the evolution of man and how... how Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. I've seen these online. 
Yeah, fin- sorry, Mitch. Finish your thought about the the uh, the evolution of man. Um, this is this is we got we see young Spoon Man here <laughs> holding a big lolly with a propeller beanie. You see the next to a Mickey Mouse doll, which of course you were famously had a uh, a a night terror about, thinking that it was touching your leg. And we mm-hmm. see them also. There's their silhouettes, their shadows. Uh, we see Mickey is in fact a ghoul looming behind you with a demonic Freddy type hand. Yeah, Freddy type. Yeah, Freddy Freddy type hand. And also, for some reason, my I've eaten half of my lollipop in the in my reflection. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. If the if the demon Mickey stole a bite, or if that's you know what, maybe this is just we're just seeing the future in the shadows. Maybe that's what's happening Mm, mm. because that's inevitable. You're gonna take a big bite of that lolly. I was just saying that, like, maybe 100 years ago, like, some of these people that submitted roasts uh-huh. would would be, like, Oscar Wilde-level writers and poets. Right. But instead, now in modern day, they, like, are, like, like you know, I don't know. I was trying to think of some Jabba pun. They would have been painting frescoes, and yes. now they're making an animated gif of you as Donkey Kong uh, mm-hmm. with the Wendy's which is what girl, we're looking, which is what we're looking at. And so are you? And so oh, that's you, Wagger. You are. You are that's you're, me down. You're, I'm. I'm the jump man here. You're the Donkey Kong, sort of, say, mm. sort of playing with our hero and villain status on the podcast, uh, which is well yeah. established. And uh, and I out I, of your mind that you think you're the hero of this podcast. There are cupcakes here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the face. You're the heel. There are cupcakes here, which I, I imagine is a reference to your cupcakes are pie. A theory, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's also I, I believe taking the place of the villains are giant fries, yeah. which is playing with you the fallacy fries. that I I don't I dislike fries when in fact they're my favorite potato preparation. Uh, a lot of fun here, and then there's a hot salad bonus, so that must come down later. Yeah. Oh, and I and I throw. It looks like yeah. Oh wait, but there's there's cupcakes by me. Yes. So am I it's, not throwing? You know, they're taking the place of the barrels, the DK yes. barrels, you know, D- and and I don't know if lo- Donkey Kong seems to have a love hate relationship with barrels like he he yeah. likes them. There are thing, you know, his his buddy Diddy Kong is oftentimes in a barrel. Uh, he will shoot himself out of a barrel like a cannon, but also he will yeah. throw barrels as if they displease him. So it, I so I think taking the place of the barrels here are cupcakes. You're throwing those using those as ammunition to try and stop Jumpman, me, the hero from rescuing the Wendy's girl. I told our guest it would be about five minutes until uh-huh. we introduced him, and then, but four minutes now. In. I gotta know. We're four minutes in, and uh, who's your favorite Kong? Why? Great question. Thank you for asking. Let's just hear who's your favorite Kong. Yeah, boy, it's it's. Am I am I boring for picking Funky Kong? I mean, yes. is that like picking Michelangelo from as your favorite Ninja Turtle? But I do like Funky Kong. He's really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a war profiteer, which is not great, but he is just so cool. And if you play Funky Mode in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, he just is so powerful. He's totally OP. So I, I think I, I probably say Funky, maybe Cranky. I have a soft spot for Cranky and just kind yeah. of his world outlook. I can see that. Pretty similar, you two. Um, and Cranky also isn't like the original Donkey Kong in the, in that lore, right? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not confirmed, but I think it's pretty clearly implied. Hmm. I like like Baby Kong, the big one. Mm -hmm. Is that who, is that who he is? He's fun. There's Baby Kong and there's Tiny Kong. Yeah. Tiny's also good. Uh, I think you're more Baby Kong because, uh, because you have the diapers in common. (laughs) 
Not wearing one today. Uh, mm. Howdy ho to Spoon. Ooh, lost my voice there a little bit. Mm. And embarrassing. Prestigious guests. Gonna say howdy ho in front of them. Howdy ho. Whoa, it's gone, Wags. Have I lost it? <clears throat> I think that was the last bit of shame exiting your body. So. <laughs> howdy ho. It's still there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Am I losing it? Is this like when like, you know, like a, an older pitcher is on the mound and the ball gets away from him? This is what's happening. He lost his fastball. That's what happened. Oh, time for Clemens to retire. Shit. Oh, uh, he's not going in the hall because he used PEDs. That's so stupid. God, we can get into that. Our our, our guest is a baseball fan. Yeah. And, and, and not to mention what happened with Kurt Schilling. Look, I mean, his people are, are persecuting him because of his poli- of his politics, because of his personal beliefs. What's what's up give with that? Me, give me the Kurt Schilling January sixth video game. I want to play it. <laughs> Bankrupts the state of Rhode Island. <laughs> How did he spend so much money on this? A hero. What a simpler time two thousand four was. Damn, really was. Just a, just a hero. Anyways, why someone get is... canceled for saying like not my president? <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's the worst you can do. People will be just confused. Yeah. Back then, they'd be like, that is your president. Imagine that. You know what I mean? It'd just be, it's a different time. <laughs> yeah. All right, Wags, here is a little drop. I headbutted a woman who was just minding her own business. So you can headbutt things and you can lick things. <laughs> but I headbutted a woman. She immediately started crying. Hold the, hold the, hold the fuck up. But I headbutted a woman. She immediately started crying. Well, you lost your I, mind that day. Yeah, I don't mind people bringing that moment up when I vindicated myself. Well, when was that? I mean, this was shocking for me to hear it. I forgot yeah. about this story. That didn't happen IRL. That happened in that happened in some sort of video game. <laughs> I'm serious. And headbutt is a woman that really in real what life. it is? I'm pretty sure that was the context. You're pretty sure? I didn't headbutt a woman in real life, and then she started crying. <laughs> I'd never forgive myself. It was in a video game. Are we going to start believing whatever the drops are? I mean, I don't I don't remember the show, so it just seems yeah, I don't to me either. like that could have been it. Maybe I did do it. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, it's going to make sense who this who this this drop came from when I when I say mm-hmm. when I say their name in a, just a minute here. Hey there Nick, Mitch, Emma and DK. Hope to see you all back in Vancouver someday. Uh mm-hmm. give White Spot slash Triple O's a try. Thanks guys. And he puts his full name. Should I say his full name? We can bleep it. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Uh, you can always you can use a, a last a, a last initial if you like. Kirk Savage. That's why I was wow. saying it's Savage. Great name. Uh, Kirk P. Kirk P. Savage on Instagram. Oh, so I guess he doesn't care. Yeah. And that was a savage. Are, are you saying that wise. name was? Yeah, that's what. Okay, that's why you said it would make sense. Yeah, it was a savage mm-hmm. drop. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And we have a savage guest, Mitch. That's right. Our guest today has written for the New Yorker Vanity Fair and McSweeney's and has written books, including Poking a Dead Frog and Stinker Let's Loose. You can pre-order his newest book, 
passing on the right, wherever you buy media, Mike Sachs is here. Hi, Mike. Hello. Thank you for doing Mike, this. Thank you so much for making time for us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Any regrets you have while listening to our 10-minute intro? We uh... I have many regrets, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to go forward with this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't headbutt a woman. Uh, I'm Mike, you have a... <laughs> The places you've lived, you've lived in some amazing food towns. And yeah. one place that I want to start with, I, I, even though I know that this yeah. was this is not where you grew up, but you went to Tulane University. Yeah. And yeah. New in New Orleans, uh, one of the best food cities in the world. Uh, what was what was your what were your culinary delights uh, in that period of your life? Well, I was just thinking about this because you know I look I have a lot of regrets, as I'm sure we all do. One of my yeah. regrets is not taking advantage more of the New Orleans food scene. Mm. I, I'm very OCD and I like routine. So I had a routine going for about three years where I would literally eat the same things every day. And wow. it would consist of lunch, Bud's Broiler, which was a burger place. with a, uh, It was a cheeseburger with cheese fries. At dinner, I would then take my uh, car and I would drive through Wendy's where I'd get a cheeseburger, drive oh, yeah. next door to Popeye's and get a biscuit and uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, yeah. So that was dinner. And wow. then for dessert every night, I would have um, Reese's peanut butter cups that were in the freezer. Wow. And I couldn't wow. understand why my ass was getting big. I, just, <laughs> I didn't even know why am I getting – I refer to it as my fat Elvis period. Um, I like to say that I was up to about 250 and spoon-fed yogurt by Dick Gregory in bed. But in reality, I did gain some weight. Um, you know, I look back and I, I was a little chubby but not as bad as I thought I was at the time. But a very unhealthy way to live. But even worse, I mean, you, you I, would do that every day. That was like every, every day. That was, yeah. Wow, smokes. I know. Why? Have you been eating this way? It's it, it could it could explain some some of that thick okay. behind you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what was I thinking? You know, it's the best food, especially at this time back in the '90s when the Cajun scene was exploding, and there was a lot of great restaurants down there. Um, I just yeah. don't know what I was doing, you know, just a lack of interest on my part. Sure. Which, and I could just kill myself because when I go to places now, really the best type of vacation for me is just going to a new city and just hitting the uh, the food scene, uh, checking in all the restaurants. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, but I, but I think that's a that's a unique period of your life in college, yeah. right? When it's like I, I have the freedom to make my own decisions about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to put in my body, and I had so much like bad, like again, yeah, I went to UCLA. I, I, I've never, I've never lived outside of LA County, but it, you know, great uh, LA, a great food city, and I would just have like so much like Shakey's takeout. Yeah. Like I'd have like fucking mojo potatoes and and fried yeah. chicken and pizza from Shakey's, just like routinely. And you know so much like Burger King and so much so much just Baja Fresh, just like junk you could get anywhere. Yeah, totally. And even drinking, like I, I could have gone to great places and had really interesting drinks, but it was just right. always the same shit that I got at the uh, the convenience store. It was just a lack of any interest on my part to explore, and that really is one of my biggest regrets. And also after college, where I could have, I suppose, traveled through Europe, although I had no money. 
Um, but it was just like routine based. Every day I did the same. You know, it sort of reminds me of there are these flies. I don't know if you've ever seen these flies. And they just fly in not even circles, but in squares. They just go like this hmm. in squares. They have the whole world to explore. And this is the move they make, not going anywhere, just flying in squares. And I kind of look back at my time and that's, you know, I had more freedom than I ever had in my life. And yet I sort of boxed myself in. Right. There's a, if you notice, there's a few of those flies flying around me right now in that pattern. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but right above your head are some square flies. <laughs> I, but you know, young, young people are dumb. I mean, like it's, it's that sort of thing of like, I feel like even when I went to college, I, 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 when I went to college, I didn't eat sushi really. Like I tried it, but I didn't eat it. You know, there was like a lot of food that I, uh, when I got to college, I I kind of branched out and tried different stuff a little bit, but you're still just a, such a dummy. You don't, you you know what I mean? You're still. You're still eating pretty bad at that point, but that is such a great food city. I was just down there, down there recently, and and you could spend like seven days trying to eat your way through there and and not even come close to yeah, touching totally. like amazing restaurants. So, but there was so much food I didn't even try until I was out of college for years. Like I never had blue cheese or any really soft, stinky cheese wow. until mm. years after college. And there's just no reason that I didn't. I just didn't know from it. And I had no – I didn't grow up with it and didn't want to push myself into trying yeah. new things. Now I'll eat anything. Well, I feel like blue cheese also I, – I, I was talking about my introduction to wings the other day, Wags, which, mm-hmm. I, which I ate down Cape Cod for the first time. It's a was class young. at Ithaca. <sighs> Took that your first semester. Wings over class. There was wings over Ithaca, which is, was the – you wow. get a, a a carrier, which was two hundred wings, which me and a few uh, uh, thick friends of mine would usually get at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I remember okay. da- being da- two hundred wings. <laughs> yeah, it was two hundred wings. That's a lot of wings. <laughs> How many? Uh, you say a, a few, a few thick friends. How many thick friends are we talking? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna leave it at two hundred. <laughs> More than five. It's like a brace of chickens. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe five total. Five, okay. So that's still. I got to make sure the carrier's two hundred. Five uh, total. Now, so now. you're talking. Wait, you're eating forty wings a piece. A carrier was huge. Yeah. No, we, we eat a lot of wings. Well, now I got to ch- now. All right, now you're you're making me feel bad about how many wings I'm I not had. To make I, you feel I, bad. People, you, you give. Uh, you're still growing when you're in college. Uh, I'm still and growing. So you, now. you still have a voracious appetite. Well, yeah. We both are. Um, that tank. Uh, so I, I was down Cape Cod. Stop talking about my ass. And there, and there was a, there was a place down Cape Cod. I got to try to figure out what. I'm going to text Neil Kylie, owner of the Fat Cat, right now to figure out. What yeah, the definitely place text was. while you're recording the show. Oh come on, you know I do that anyways. Yeah, I know. I but, might as well uh, give you permission. I remember being like a, I think in the in the single digits the first time I had wings. I maybe was like ten, mm-hmm. but I think I was like eight or nine, and having wings down there. And that's also like blue cheese. I didn't, in, in you know, in, in dipping form. I don't think I had ever seen it before that. You like I, like I was so used to blocks of blue cheese. I remember in fourth grade, my mom liked blue cheese, and I brought in like blue cheese for the class in fourth grade, and it felt very foreign and and weird you know like uh michael did you take my blue cheese to school 
she knew about it. It was for a, cl- mm. it was a, it was a class. But but right. But 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 that saying it felt foreign is is the wrong word for it. it just it it felt it, it felt it it was like a strange thing that no I didn't I didn't have ever almost ever you know. And then in college it was like oh you yeah. dip it in blue cheese. But when I was in college, wings had taken off completely. Like uh, well, the 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 trajectory of wings is what in the nineties, wags. So maybe they that really exploded. Act- they became a they became a national food. I mean, like you still you yeah. see them on bar menus, but 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 as far as wing chains, we started to see you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, mm-hmm. Wingstop, and we started to see wings as becoming the fries of uh, as as fries are to burgers, wings became to pizza, and we started seeing them at, at national pizza chains. So yeah, it was really right. was in the '90s when they went they, they were everywhere. Right. I sort of equate it with the cigar bar phase when every other oh. bar was cigar bar or wraps. Those three things. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know what? Just talking about wraps the other day with Susser. Susser and Saunders and Phillips. Wags, we were talking mm-hmm. about wraps, and you can't even really get a good wrap in LA anymore. Wait, what the, is this? The, what is this text chain? You get a side text chain with these guys talking wraps? No, it's not me. a side text chain. No, why? Why would we exclude you? We love you anyway. Okay. Uh, I was texting uh, Susser and Saunders and Phillips about uh, Michael Barbaro's podcast, The Daily. So there you go. Oh, Jesus! All right, don't add me to that text chain. Sounds boring <laughs> as hell. Uh, but we were talking about not a lot of raps in the in 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 Los Angeles. You can't find a lot of good raps. Such a such a like a thing that seems to be a it's just a, yeah. and you made the point Wags when I said it to you that they're just kind of phased out it's salads now if you want to like a yeah you just go salads yeah if, you, if you're yeah. gonna it, it's like uh what was the there was a phase when they had like a Coke that had like you know like a hundred calories or something right or they they had like it had it had both Sounds sugar good. and some yeah it was like a less sugary Coke or like a less sugary Pepsi they tried one of them it was called like Pepsi Light I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Uh, Pepsi Next, maybe Pepsi Next, I think, is the one that I'm thinking of. It was like it had like 90 calories. It was artificial sweetener and then also sugar. And they just kind of realized there's not a market Yikes. for that. People are either going to have the healthy version or they're going to have the 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 heavy version. And I yeah. think wraps are the same sort of. They exist in that same sort of you know gray zone where if people are going to be healthy, they're going to say no carbs and they're just going to go for a salad or a bowl. Little bit of sugar, little bit of cancer is kind of what that one was. It's funny to. <laughs> Mike, I, I was I was introduced to you with a uh, uh, and here's the kicker. Um, right. Yeah, that was my first book of interviews with comedy writers. Everyone always says uh, comedians, but this it really wasn't an interview book with comedians. It was it, to me, it was writers, and for any genre, any medium, uh, not any genre, but any medium, whether it was for print or for the stage or for movies or for TV. That's really what I wanted to to do. Uh, do you think if you ever updated the book, you'd like include uh, Nick and I in it uh, now? <laughs> I probably would. I mean, yeah, I would have you guys write the forward, and I would interview you for the book. Wow! What wow! I'm in. You're that good. <laughs> All right, I like this, Mike. And you just had a great, uh, well, and like some connections here. You interviewed Bob for that book, and I and I've worked with uh, with with Bob Odenkirk in the uh, doing some sketch in the past few years. I hope Bob's doing all right. We we were supposed to have him on the show. Uh, He's a great. And, and, I love Bob. He is doing okay. I, I actually texted him recently. Yeah, he's uh, he's back. Uh, he did suffer a medical situation, but he's doing great. That's good. That's good to hear. Okay. And and um, 
And 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 Mike, recently you just had a a great interview with uh, John Schwartzwelder. Um, yeah, that John Schwartzwelder was someone I was trying to get for years, going back to 2008 when I first started putting the first book together of interviews. And about six, seven years later, I put out another book called Poking a Dead Frog. So for both of those books, I did reach out to him. And he was sort of the white whale, as they say. I mean, right. there's a, there are a few authors who are white whales, um, and he was always one of them. Mm-hmm. And I I reached Herman out, Melville. and he always got back to me. He, he always mm-hmm. wrote back. He was very nice. He had you know he, impeccable manners, and he would always nicely, very nicely say he couldn't do it, didn't want to do it. So when I started doing interviews for New Yorker, that's really what changed his mind it wasn't me it was the new yorker because he grew up loving the humorist for the new yorker and for him to be in the new yorker and to talk about his books meant a lot so that was really what pushed him over into saying yes finally it's an amazing interview yeah it's a great interview Oh, thanks yeah aside from just like it's like oh wow it's the subject who hasn't been you know heard from in in like really ever in any sort of depth uh, and is is such a subject of fascination for comedy fans and particularly Simpsons nerds. It, it's it's not mm. just like that. It's not just that, but it's also like you got a lot of stuff out of him. It's like, oh man, I never. I, this is this is I this is what I want to hear, and this is like this is some some depth into this guy who's always kind of seemed like an enigma. Yeah, it's a really really great read. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, an interview is only as good as they're willing to make it, and in order for it to be good, they have to put in time, and we spent a month on that. Right. Going wow. back and forth. And there was a lot of questions he did. He refused to answer, you know, nicely, but he didn't want to answer. So, what, you know, when it was done, I thought did it was you ask, okay. You asked if he listened to Doughboys and he refused to answer? <laughs> yeah, he refused. <laughs> he, he was offended that he would even ask if he yeah. would listen to That's him. a yes then. Um, I did ask him a few questions that didn't make it. And uh, he did answer them, but it didn't make the final cut. Um, I asked him if, it, you know, he had been quoted as saying that he felt that Abrick Abraham Lincoln was an asshole. <laughs> I asked him, and he said no comment, but you could tell he thought Abraham Lincoln was an asshole. Also, uh, as far as baseball, he's a huge baseball fan. I asked him yes. if it's true if he owns the world's oldest baseball. And he refused to answer, but I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. He has it in a safe wow. deposit box from the wow. 1880s, I guess, 1890s. And uh, another question I asked was: Is it was it true that he rented out Dodger Stadium when he was younger to have um, private baseball games with friends? And that was true. He would wow. rent out Dodger Stadium, and he said he would still do it too. Uh, you know, but this is during the COVID situation, so there is a chance. And I said, listen, if you ever rent out Dodger Stadium, whatever you do, I'm just I beg of you. Let me know. I will fly out to Los Angeles. All I would want to do is just shag a few flies in Dodger Stadium. I would be the happiest guy in the world. That would rule. I don't even know how much that would cost to rent out yeah. Dodger Stadium. It's got to be staggering. Incredibly expensive. But he he's a single guy, lives with his brother, um, and he's hugely into baseball, but it's 19th century baseball. Uh, you know, all the Simpsons 19th century Baseball references, jokes are written by him. He, he was a he was a specialist in certain subjects, whether it was carnivals or stew bombs or 19th century <laughs> baseball. He was the go to writer. Wow. He's the reason three fingers. Mordecai Brown gets mentioned in the show. Yep. Wow. He knows them all. 
I want and my time working there, I saw I saw him once, basically, maybe twice actually, uh, and and I was I was thrilled to just even see him. Well, the big rumor was that he he liked to work in a diner's uh, table, uh, yes, a diner close to the studio. So he, uh, the rumor was he bought the very diner table that he used to sit at at the studio when the diner closed. Yeah. And it was close. He built himself a diner's uh, table, but it was not the diner table that he used to sit at. Oh, all right. Because, yeah, there, yeah, there was always in, the an interview, that he, I believe. Yeah. That he, yeah, that he bought it. Um, uh, which is, do you know what diner it was? There's a lot, because there, you know what, Wags? I was wondering, I was thinking about that because there's a few places down there. But my hope was always that, and I don't think it is because this is more of a counter. Your favorite hamburger spot is right by the Fox lot, which I'm sure that he went to quite a bit. Oh, the Apple Pan. Apple Pan. Great, great hamburgery. Uh, the Yeah, I think it's usually counter service. Or like you're sitting at a counter, a long bar. So I'm not sure if that quite yeah. fits the bill. But I'd have to see what the what – the, I bet if we saw a picture, which would, no, no one will ever see, but if we saw a picture of the diner booth that he works at, we, we could, could find maybe it. like reverse engineer what it was. Well, I can wow, describe the, it to you. It was a semicircle and it was red. A red semicircle. Huh. I think, from what I understood, and I don't know LA certainly, I don't know LA restaurants, but I think it was one of those just classic diners where you could go in, sit at a booth, smoke, eat, and just sit there for hours and write. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's closed. Maybe it's been closed for some time. I think it has been. Yeah. It seems like this is a job for uh, the diner detectives. You and I. <laughs> it's our new format. It's our new for- format. Kind of like a cereal. We'll have Sus produce mm-hmm. it and Emma. Um, okay. So they'll just do all the work. But we'll yeah, basically. We'll be- I'm in. Great. I Mike, love what it. do you think of this? What if you're 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 you said you were a, ba- a Red Sox fan and then you switched to the Orioles, which uh, infuriated me. I kept it inside. But um, make it easy. Sorry. Uh, do you have you been to have you been to a bunch of Oriole games? Do you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I should say I never really sweat. I always liked the Orioles. They were the only team on where I grew up, so they were on Channel Twenty, uh, and then um, on the radio as well. It was uh, Memorial Stadium and now Camden Yards. Camden Yards, just, yeah. Just down there a few months ago before they uh, shut down for the season, and it was one of the emptiest games uh you know stand you know, in the stands it was just totally empty strange too because they're such sticklers for the rules even though no one's there you would think they would want people to have fun we were sitting just behind the dugout and they didn't allow you to put your food on the dugout as you're watching the game mm. oh man they were trying to avoid trying to avoid the hungry pitcher uh <laughs> i guess but you would think they would want the few fans who do show up to have fun yeah doesn't yeah. exist there. Is what what is what is the that's and that's what I was going to ask you. What the go to food at Camden Yards is? You know, you got oh, well, Fenway Franks at Fenway. Well, let, let me hear it. it was Boogs Boog Powell uh, used to play for the um, the Orioles? He has a barbecue uh, joint in the stadium, and also the uh, crab cakes are really good. So those are the two that I usually get. Wow. And I'd imagine as a as someone who uh, grew up in Virginia and Maryland, it, I, I, you have some pretty strong takes on what constitutes a good crab cake. Very, very particular. And in fact, I am a VIP member of a crab ordering system. It's like Amazon oh my Prime God. for crabs. And uh, it, they do not charge for um, overnight delivery. So I'll order throughout the year. 
um, both uh, the actual crabs and also uh, the crab meat, which you can just get separately. Right. Wow. Are you getting, so you're getting live crab shipped to you? No, they are frozen. They're already steamed. Okay. So all you have to do is reheat them, but they are uh, seasoned with Old Bay and uh, it, comes, wow. it comes in packed in dry ice, ready to go. Just put them in the steamer for a few minutes. And are we talking those like Maryland crabs that are a little bit yeah. more, you know, some, a little bit more modest? Those, yeah. those are. I've had some yeah. some Maryland crabs when I've been when I when I was in Baltimore as a kid on a family vacation. And oh, this is news to me. Yeah, we went to D.C. and I think we made a little trip over to Baltimore, uh, mm. just as like a, like, hey, we're in D.C. Let's check out Baltimore. And and I remember them j- just being a bear to eat as someone who doesn't have these commonly. This is like the prequel to January sixth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they are. Di- you know, it's funny because I've dated a few women, strangely, from Maine, and they knew nothing from crabs, but they knew a lot about lobsters. Yeah. And in in comparison, eating crabs is a lot of fucking work for a little bit of meat. You know, it, but part of the process is you sit outside and you have a drink, you know, drinks, and you just shuck the crabs and talk. So it's not really sure. something you would do if you're. Uh, in- incredibly hungry and want to get the food quickly. It's sort of a, a social type of thing. Yeah, I came around with that sort of struggling to eat something when I had more crawdads or or crawfish or crayfish, depending on where you're from. It's a and and that was the same sort of thing. Like uh, like oh, I kind of like the process of of yeah. disassembling these life forms uh, <laughs> and and eating like you know eighty of them. Yeah, um, feeling like an ogre, but it, but it is like it. It's like that in and of itself is fun. Emma, who you mentioned, women so from the Maine. Emma is you, from the highlight. The highlight for you is disassembling the life forms. That's one. No, of the I plus just mean sides. when you really break down what you're doing, you feel monstrous. When you really feel sure. like I, I am going to eat eighty souls. You when know, you want to feel really monstrous, eat the yeah. um, not the hard shells, but the soft shell. I mean that that's like an ex- oh, exoskeleton. Yeah. You don't even know what right. you're eating there. That that's yeah. always kind of freaked me out. But when you break down, you know, I, when people ask like, "How do you? What's the best way to eat crab?" I say, "Just get a crab stick because it's really you're saving yourself a tremendous amount of time and effort. Just go straight to the meat." What what constitutes a good a good crab cake in your? Uh, well, your there's a uh, there's a crab bomb down in Maryland, which is like a two pounds of crab meat. Um, there, you know, there are places down in Maryland that are sort of off the beaten track. I was just down in um, uh, Fells Point. I was staying in Fells Point. Uh, I was doing a reading, and um, uh, the uh, down in Fells Point, and I haven't been down there in years. This is where they used to shoot John Waters' movie. It used to be really sketchy. It's now changed, and they have some of the best crab cake restaurants I've ever eaten at. It's just incredible. Wow, Mike, I, I, I had, I just assumed that people liked crab, but that lobster was number one and then i talked to some maryland people i'm trying to think of who it was not susser susser loves all food i don't think he could Derek decide waters Baltimore. maybe it was could maybe it was Derek. maybe it was Derek who just was so much more on board with oh yeah i was like yeah. lobster is is better and then it was like no crabs are better well i never had lobster until i was out of that was that's a food i didn't have until i was after college it just did not exist in my world i just yeah. did not have it ever Mm-hmm. Emma Emma is in Maine, and uh, I oh, imagine has Kennebunk. Oh, South Maine. Yeah, Southern Maine, very Southern. <laughs> Surrounded by a bunch of your exes, Mike. 
Oh well, actually, my uh, <laughs> my current my current wife is from Lewiston, so that's uh, oh, okay. a little north of there. That's not far from go. here. It's like an hour north. Yeah. I love Lewiston. They call it the Dirty Lou, which is not very fair. But I think, and actually, <laughs> speaking of food, that is a city coming on, and Portland, Maine, incredible foodie scene in both mm-hmm. of those cities, and great bars oh, yeah. too. Because I yeah. used to go up twenty years ago, and there was really nothing. And over the last ten years, it has exploded up there. Yeah, I I I I, I was yeah, up in Portland recently, and the, and and the and the food was was really fantastic. I love it. Up Why there. is I also? I also liked the scenario where where Mike was getting live crabs shipped to him, which I know is a thing. It's not. Yeah, I know that just they're not live; they're dead, freshly killed. I guess you could say. Yeah, just Wags. I, I know. I know that Wags wanted some scenario where they escaped. Wags, did you hear about the monkeys escaping on the CDC monkeys or whatever escaping on the freeway? <laughs> That's what everyone's talking about: the murder hornets of 2022, the escaped plague monkeys. What? Uh, well, that are par- apparently I, infecting people. I yeah. love monkey stories. Me too. It just happened this week. Monkeys, oh, uh, which, which is maybe dating. Oh, this will come out next week. But it's but monkeys. There was like a an accident on the freeway, and it's like very much an outbreak situation where infected monkeys mm-hmm. have escaped and and infected people already. Yeah, it's a it's really? a so. Rene Russo got in fake. Yeah, Rene Russo got it. Dustin Hoffman has it. It's sad. Yeah, well, it's very sad. <laughs> How do you transport monkeys, so infected monkeys? What's the – what are the logistics for such a thing? Great question. I, I don't know. I think that they did – I think that they, they they maybe went the, the cheapest route possible because they all escaped. Maybe it was a, a ba- U-Haul the classic <laughs> U-Haul fan of monkeys. Spirit air. <laughs> Yes, spirit. I think the uh, monkey's flying the spirit air. <laughs> barrels, barrels full of monkeys, like the the classic way to do it. But uh, but yeah, so many of them escaped. Like a bunch of them escaped, and people already are, are have gotten sick. I don't think that it's. I don't think it should be anything too bad. But you know, it's twenty twenty. This is, this is a knows? great thing to say ten days before the episode releases, right. <laughs> because <laughs> next Thursday, just everyone has. Everyone has monkey trips from the stand. Yeah. <laughs> this is our last last episode of Doughboys. <laughs> there's one person alive listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Laughing to himself around a bonfire. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Spoon Man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month, so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, They'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. <laughs> well, why is it we, we all carry around stressors, big and small? It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? Feel a lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. We're here with our guest, Mike Sachs, returning to KFC one more time. KFC founded, of course, in Kentucky in 1930, part of the Yum! Brands Triforce with Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, and began testing Beyond Chicken, Mitch, Way back in 2019, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic, right. they already had this in test yeah. markets. Uh, launched I feel like it nationwide. That, I, that's got to be a part of the reason that it took so long, right? Is it the, it is I'm sure. the pandemic stuff. I'm sure. Um, but but a while back, this is yeah this this has been cooking for a long time. Why? This is something it's, that they've been toying with. Absolutely, and and they they finally launched it nationwide in January of 2022. Uh, Mike, I, I'm curious before we get into the beyond chicken and, and yeah. the rest of our KFC order, where do you stand on chicken? How do you like it prepared? Uh, what, 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 what poultry portions do you like? Uh, what are your faves? Uh, roasted. Otherwise, roasted? Oh, if, yeah. it, if it's grilled, I just can't stand it, but I do like roasted. But what is interesting, I never used to eat vegetarian, uh, meal, meat. But my daughter mm-hmm. became a vegetarian two years ago. And in fact, we're having tonight the uh, Impossible Burgers. And so because of that, I've been eating a lot of it. And I was excited to see as an option that I could have the um, the Beyond Nuggets uh, option, yes. for the, which kind of excited me because I never had had that before. Um, I'm not that familiar with uh, chicken, fake chicken, as much as fake uh, beef. But um, I was mm-hmm. excited to try it. It's it's not it's not as close to you know the impo- that impossible burger and on the new Beyond Burger honestly they did a Beyond Burger uh, update recently and and the new Beyond Burger are both just like great simulacrums of of beef and also just like tasty in their own right I grilled up some some impossible burgers last night for us for dinner the 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 the, the fake chicken's not quite there yet although it it seems to be getting better 
Yeah, but there's so many different options. I mean, basically, sure. it's just c- compressed w- into whatever shape of meat you want, whether it's sliced turkey, bologna, chicken, or whatever. But um, yeah, I-, I wasn't that familiar with with the uh, chicken. What my question too is like going back to wraps and salads and and mm-hmm. the uh, low sugar Pepsi. Are people going to these places to get? this food in particular, or is there just one person in each family who's a vegetarian and this would be for them? I think it's a little of both. I think it is a little of both. I think, th- I think that that is, I think why, well, I think that's, that's right. Like in your scenario with your daughter or something, you have some, an option that works. I think that these places, the, the issue right now is that like th- this KFC beyond chicken is, is f- fried. Isn't beyond or impossible. It's beyond, right? It's beyond. This yes. is, it's beyond. Yeah. It's so it's fried in the same chicken fat, the same fat. And so it's not completely no. vegan, or or even some might not consider it vegetarian, even right, Wags. But but yeah. uh, but I think the idea of just having these options for the future and people trying to get off meat and just you know someone in the family, you can still go there and get a bunch of stuff because it's more and more common. And honestly, Nick, like you said. Sometimes when you go to BK now, it's like just get an Impossible Whopper. Why not? It tastes good, and you're not eat, you're not eating red meat. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't eat any. I, I still haven't eaten red meat uh, this year, and we're we're in we're in February as of this episode's release. I have no time to have any anytime soon. I haven't. I I didn't have any meat at all for all of 2021. And as I mentioned before in this podcast, that Impossible Whopper in particular, but also all of the the yeah. various plant based proteins that they have at these chains now, you know, Taco Bell certainly got a lot of them. My beloved Del Taco has the same. Were such lifelines because even if you're not eating meat, you still want to eat garbage on occasion. And <laughs> yeah. just being able to eat like like just a fucking trashy ass Whopper with yeah. heavy cheese, uh, but it's a but it's a plant based protein is so great. And I still think that BK has done it. The most right. I mean, we'll get into this in a second. For here, sure. And 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 the the reason why is I just think that so much of it is like seasoning and toppings and all of that. And that's why Nick and I tried the the McDonald's the McPlant the McPlant, and it was good. But just make a Big Mac version of that, and that's why and that's why the 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 Impossible Whopper is so successful, just because it's a it's it's a it's the Whopper, and it's just yes. the patty is a little bit different. It's hard to tell. So and so. For impossible chicken, for beyond chicken, it is that sort of thing of this. It's going to be t- it's a t- it's an uphill battle to try to get like this is supposed to be like KFC chicken. It's it's not it's going to be hard because chick- fried chicken is juicy and and just and and by design the beyond chicken is not juicy. It's not you're not biting into like a juicy breast of chicken, right. Right, but do you? I mean, when you bite into a nugget from a fast, do you want it juicy? You don't know what the fuck is in the juicy nugget. <laughs> right. I, I like knowing what's in there. At least I know with a Beyond nugget what is in there. When I used to eat yeah. nuggets, uh, I didn't know what was. I mean, I loved them, but I never quite knew what was in there. Now I should say too, before I ate these Beyond nuggets. I have not had a fast food meal in maybe 25 years. This is the first fast food Come meal. Come on. Nope. Really? Not, wow. Nope. Because I, I have too many friends who worked mostly at Roy Rogers, which was a big place around D.C., and every single one of them had a nightmare scenario in which a customer pissed them off or a manager pissed them off or they were just in a bad mood and they did something to the food. Every single Oh, my friend, God. 
Now, it may just be the friends I hung around with, but every yeah, single you're... friend. <laughs> Sounds like the something. Sinister Six. It's the, <laughs> whoever you're, you're... Actually, I had a friend who worked for a uh, pizza delivery in Alabama, and there was one customer he told me that would tip so poorly that they, were, they would always stick the pizza dough down their pants before they made his, oh, they made wow. his pizza. <laughs> so that Boy, always scared me off. You know, you had these teenagers working for seven bucks an hour, not necessarily those I would trust the most with my food. So sure. this was the first time in at least 25 years I had fast food. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. But you had so much of it in college. So so it really was after that when you started talking to more to, you know, your friends and realizing what was happening in these kitchens that you're just like, I'm completely off of it. Yeah, I mean, it was wow. just, and also, like, for years after I graduated, I couldn't even afford fast food. I would have macaroni with cream cheese pretty much every night or frozen macaroni. So fast food, and especially around this time, uh, the the upper uh, echelons of fast food, like the, um, there was a place called Chicken Out in D.C. I mean, that was a real treat for me if I could afford a meal at these at these high-end fast food places. But for years, I, I avoided it. Just I didn't have the money, and then I sort of got out of the habit and just never, never went back. We got to go back to something for a second here. You said macaroni and cream cheese. Was that yeah, what you said? Yes, I was wondering yep. about that too. Yeah, macaroni I, and cream cheese. Have you had that combination? I have not, no. and I, and it it was it, very interesting to me. So it, it it's, sounds it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, my mom used to make two types of macaroni. One was the sofas which you could put in the oven or microwave which was yellow and which is great and then the other one was even quicker for her to make which was just elbows and uh a dollop of cream cheese when you take it out and wow. it's obviously incredibly cheap and it's a lot it's a lot more uh tasty tasty tasteful than than you might imagine especially if you can put some stuff on it but that to me was all I could afford for literally years uh, was just elbows with cream cheese, and that was it. Damn! Wow! Sounds I got I need I need to try this macaroni and cream cheese though. It sounds sounds like an interesting combo. Sounds pretty good. After the end of that, after like two three years of doing that, I came down with some muscle condition because I wasn't getting enough nutrients. So, um. <laughs> I stopped eating that for a while too. I was just an absolute mess. I mean, I went from fat Elvis to like a, an emaciated freak who never left his apartment, who would only make himself <laughs> cream cheese with elbows. I'm like that, but not emaciated. I'm, uh... <laughs> You're very emaciated. Uh, I mentioned before I had a too emaciated. Some would say I, I mentioned before I had a friend who worked at talk or who didn't work at talk about worked at the, with me in the video game industry who, before I'd worked with him, had for a period of time subsisted solely on Taco Bell. It was the Ooh. only thing he was eating, the only thing he was putting in his body. And he started to get very, very sick off of this, mm -hmm. not changing his diet, but but still eating like that, ended up seeing a doctor. Uh, the doctor did some blood work, came back in and was laughing and said, this has never happened before in my career. You have scurvy. What? <laughs> He'd had so few vitamins that he got diagnosed with scurvy. And basically the the uh, he was just prescribed like 500 milligrams or just whatever the, the highest dosage is of vitamin C and just had that and it, it went away in a couple weeks. Didn't you say he, he left the video game industry and became a pirate? Is that right? <laughs> he did. He's sailing the high seas. It's going Who great for him. fuck gets scurvy these days? I mean, that is. <laughs> yeah. 
That's like mutiny on the bounty shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so there's a blood test for scurvy? I mean, or is it just a lack of vitamin C? I think that's what I think that was where the, where the diagnosis came from. It's like, oh, your vitamin C levels are so depleted, and then yeah. all your list of symptoms lines up with a diagnosis for scurvy. So I mean, when you your go. fucking doctor looks at a blood test and starts laughing, you got you yeah. got trouble. You got a world of trouble. <laughs> it just starts giggling. That should be a doughboy's double. I'm sure that I'm sure that that would. I'm sure we probably have the same the the muscle issues you had back when you were when you were living <laughs> off of the mac right. the cream cheese and macaroni. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would pick up anything, even a pencil or pen, and my arm would start to shake. Man, that's wild. That happens to us, too, just because we're very weak. Um, Mike, <laughs> yeah. I, I got to go, because I'm going to forget, if not, did Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, did they get into the hall or no? No, did it no, not? no. It's wild. What do you think of that? Uh, well, the thing about Barry Bonds is, he, if he wasn't such an asshole, he would have been in. But the sports writers hated him. He was the biggest asshole in baseball. So they're not yeah. going to go out of their way to do any favors for him. And it was so um, extended, you know, his his home run stats because he was so – I mean, it just became ridiculous. It wasn't like he got yes. one more than Hank Aaron and then he stopped. I mean, he just kept going and going. So it was, it was like enough already. It just was too much. I don't think he will ever get in. I don't think – uh, Pete Rose will ever get. I do think Clemens will get in now. I hope he does. I kind of I, I kind of hope I, I, I kind of hope that Clemens and Bonds and you know what? Get Pete Rose in there, too. I mean, like, well, there, there, it's that, it's that sort of thing of I mean, I know and I know that Pete Rose is, is tough, but there's that there's that sort of thing of like because I just think when you when when you cheat in any sort of way to to the baseball writers, it's over. But especially with Barry Bonds, just like. The man almost did. The man basically did save baseball in in a yeah, way during that did. time. Yeah, and it's that's and it's that sort of thing of like everyone was. So many people were juicing. It's just whether you you know you got caught. right exactly. I mean that's the thing too about Lance Armstrong. You know people think oh he right. juiced so it wasn't still wasn't easy what he did. I mean it's fucking grueling. Um, yeah. He, so he it, but even if you have a one percent two percent advantage, it's a huge thing. But he did accomplish what he accomplished, and it's you know sort of a shame that. He felt he had to do that. Um, and the same thing with Barry Bonds. I mean, I think he would have done it eventually if he hadn't juiced up. But there was such a, um, you know, such a, uh, everyone had to be doing it at that time. This was what, you know, Mark McGuire, 97, yeah. Sammy Sosa. Sure. It's just like if you weren't jacked up, you look like a freak on the field. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I, and I guess, I guess McGuire and Sammy Sosa are more the, 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 the baseball saviors, right? I guess more sure. than, than Bonds Co-sportsman was. Co-sportsman of the year. But I think it's yeah. too, it's, it's a lying, and that's what really pissed people off about Lance Armstrong. Not only did he lie about it, but he went after, you know, litigation-wise people who were telling the truth, and I think that pissed right. the shit out of people. Well, yeah, I just want to say... Seasons three and four of Doughboys, Wagner and I were using performance-enhancing drugs. Wow. We were. I wondered. Yeah, I we, wondered, were, we were You seemed juicing. a little bit sharper those seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we were we were on the stuff. We were yeah. on the juice, meaning mm-hmm. juice. We were yeah, drinking juice. Actual juice. But why would you lie about it when the New Yorker and Vanity Fair came asking? What was... And why would you go uh, after those who, in litigation, who accused you, including myself, of juicing? Well, well to be fair, we go after everyone with litigation. That's uh, just kind yeah, of a blanket. A lot of thing. lawsuits. Very litigious. Our lawyer loves it. 
When you say the we'll juice, you just college. mean like Mr. Pibb, right? You're not talking about <laughs> Mr. Pibb, Orange Julius, uh, Mountain Dew, Code Red, you know, kind of sure. all of it. Orbits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those little medicine balls in it. And to be clear, those episodes still bad, still very bad. They're, still terrible, oh, they're terrible, but, terrible, but you're funnier than you were at any other time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about KFC. The first thing I'll say yeah. is the app is not crap. It's it's a pretty sleek app. And the it one is. thing that the app did for me, I mm. was not going to have any meat on this for this. I was just going to like, I'm just going to get the Beyond Nuggets and some sides, some some veggie sides. Big mistake. But the app gave me a free KFC chicken sandwich. And I was like, mm. I haven't had this bad boy. It came out last year when I wasn't eating meat. It, it, the chicken sandwich craze is still going strong. I got to try this fucking thing. I'm not going to turn down a free sandwich. So I got the six-piece Beyond Nuggets, uh, the KFC mm. chicken sandwich, and the and I got some coleslaw and a side of mashed potatoes with no gravy because I believe the gravy has beef, though I'm not sure on that. Uh, Mitch, give us a rundown of your order. All right. You're, you, all right. This is going to be like our intro. Mike, you can sit back for a minute here. Um, <laughs> I got um, – of course, I got the I got the six piece Beyond Nuggets combo, and uh, with with that, I got a couple of KFC sauces and uh, the the fries. Why? Because I got the uh, oh the, yeah. the the secret recipe fries and uh, a, a a medium diet Pepsi. Then I got another meal because I wanted sides. Anyways, I got some. Uh, I tr- I decided to get three tenders to just kind of compare what regular tenders are compared to the. Smart. Beyond Nuggets, I got an individual mashed potatoes and gravy, and I got some ranch dipping with that, and uh, uh, I also got myself a biscuit and uh, another medium diet Pepsi. Wags, I too used the app and got this free chicken sandwich, so that was there as well. But I thought I needed a biscuit, so I got a biscuit, and then actually a biscuit already came with this, so I had two biscuits, which was kind of great. But I thought, all right, I I got the tenders, and I got the Beyond Nuggets, what and I got the sandwich that just comes with it for free. It's it's the promotion. What am I missing? And I said I gotta get an original breast. I gotta just try. Sure. I gotta cover all the 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 chicken bases here at KFC while I'm here. So I got one original breast, um, and and then uh, I also got uh, a bunch of dipping sauces: KFC sauce, honey honey barbecue, honey mustard, ranch, and honey sauce, which is just honey. You got literally um, every sauce then. That's all the sauces they offer. I got I got every sauce and I also got a small mac and cheese. So I went I went a little nutty. I haven't been to KFC in a while. Um and and uh yeah, I I I went I went all out wags. I wanted to try to Right. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to try to uh to to compare the best they have to these new nuggets. And speaking of not having been to KFC in a while, a man who hasn't been to any fast food restaurant in a quarter century, Dear Mike God. Sachs, what did you get from KFC? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got the um, beyond six-piece Beyond Nuggets combo, then I got the regular chicken sandwich. But what I looked at, it, I looked at it as an opportunity for sort of a Thanksgiving in January. I'm a big size mm-hmm. guy. Got the biscuit, sure. got the uh, mashed potatoes, and I got it with gravy, but... I don't think it does contain meat. I, I think it is. Uh, I, I I didn't taste meat in it, but not that it matters to me. Uh, so mashed potatoes and gravy, and the mac and cheese, and the fries that came with the six piece uh, nuggets. 
Well, let's let's get into it. And I think let's maybe start with that with the headline uh, with the Beyond Nugs. The first thing I'll say, Mitch, is I had a little bit of a sauce snafu. I, I requested because you, you're ordering, as you know, Mitch, I don't know if you wait. Actually, did you use the app? You, you must use the app. I use the app. Yeah. OK, so in the app, you specify what sauces come with your with your nuggets. And then also you can add additional sauces. I did not get the sauces that I requested to have with my nuggets, which was KFC sauce and honey mustard. I only got the additional sauces I asked for, honey barbecue, classic ranch, and hot sauce because I'm a bit of a heat seeker. Uh, the So I didn't get to try the the KFC. Well, I've had, the K, I've had both of these sauces, but I, I like the KFC sauce, and I was hoping to have some with the nuggets. I think it would have been good for the dip. And that said, the honey barbecue was a, is, is a good companion, and I think they do have a very solid ranch there. My Beyond Nuggets looked like absolute shit. Like I'll, we'll post the photo of them. They looked fucking god awful. They looked yeah, really. Inedible. Yeah, some of the breading was coming off of them. Um, they oh, had no. weird like impressions on them, like almost like like someone had like kind of stabbed them with a pen or something. Yeah. Uh, and and so I I just thought like oh man these look really gross. They look super processed. But I'll say, they do good fryer work there, and I thought they were pretty good fake nuggets. I was having them. I was like. These are these are not bad at all. Honestly, this is completely scratching the itch for 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 a nug. Um, that, so that's it, they work for me. Be, did, see, I was wondering this too. I was looking at mine, and I, I thought later, would I have analyzed just the regular chicken nuggets if I were to order them? Or probably not, right? I think anything right. if you analyze too closely is going to look like shit. But I I yes. felt the same way. I thought it looked off. You know, it, it did look uh, you know compressed and or you know it was sliding off in places. But I have to say that I really liked those nuggets, those fake yeah. chicken nuggets. I thought they were fucking good, especially when you cover them with the sauces. Yeah, you would not know. I wouldn't have known really if if someone gave that to me now. Now, granted, it's been a long time, but if you start if you coat it with those sauces, you wouldn't know, or I wouldn't know that those were fake. That was fake chicken. I would not have known. Um. I yeah, my mine had mine had weird impressions too. I opened it up and it was like, yeah, I don't get no respect. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Mitch, you're juicing. That was too funny. I'm you on the juice. I'm on, you're I'm on, on the, the juice. juice again. <laughs> you're on the Mr. Pid, bro. Orb, orbits. <laughs> um Mine, mine did, mine did not have any impressions. Mine, mine actually looked okay. I, I thought mine looked decent. I specifically uh, made the trek to um, to uh, Glendale, where I, I'm starting to think that Glendale is like this fast food haven. Why? Like, uh, there's just a like it's this sort of thing of like the other KFC is kind of on. Is it on Western or is it on Vine? It's a, it's I, I don't I don't know where it, or, or maybe Vermont. There's one that's like deep in LA, and it is. And I, I've been there before, and I'm like, it's just not going to be good. So I made the like a little further trek over to to Glendale, and well, and how, why would you say that? Because I felt the same thing. I mean, I'm in Brooklyn, so I'm doing I'm dealing with Brooklyn KFC yeah. here. Sure, are, are the ones in the suburbs better than the ones in the city? I, I think that so many of these places are location dependent, and I and I and I like we've said that with Burger King before that there's like. You, there, you can go to Burger King and be like, this is fantastic. Burger King is good. And then you can go to like the Burger King on Sunset here in Los Angeles and it is a sh the biggest shithole and the food is bad. And I do, I do think it just depends on what the location is. And, and maybe some of those places just get 
too many people coming in in the city and stuff like that, and there's just and and they just you know it's just an overload of people. I I I'm not I'm not sure, but I do think a lot of the times I do think the suburbs just outside of the city do have kind of the better quality fast food places. Wise, what do you think of that? Uh, yeah, it also depends because sometimes there's there's like a high volume location that's really humming. Like that's sure, really firing yes. in all cylinders, Agreed. but some, but Agreed. sometimes those, those high volume, you know, locations in denser areas that are just, they're just kind of overwhelmed. They don't have enough people working there. Maybe the franchise yeah. owner is cheap. Uh, and so it, I, I think it just depends. I think probably it did probably by and large, Mitch, I think your, your assumption is correct. Well, you know what? I think that it's specifically the sort of thing of like, oh, you're like a KFC, your KFC, your Burger King's. And in like uh, maybe your Taco Bells or something, you're like if you go outside of the city, you're gonna get places that are usually, first of all, a little bit cleaner. There, you know, there's just not as many people going to them, so that's one side to it. And then, and and then I do think that it is just that sort of thing of like, I don't know, maybe it's overload, maybe it is just the you know the 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 managers or whatever. I, I have no idea, but I do think that the suburbs can be can be helpful. So I'm 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 a Glendale guy now. I'm I'm going to Glendale wise. I'm I'm driving wow. into Glendale and and hitting up fast food spots cuz my my nuggets looked good and they also Mike, I'm with you. They tasted they tasted good. My my nuggets yeah. were were good. I I thought they tasted great. I I I'll just say I like I thought it was a I thought it was a a good insight that basically what you're getting Mike uh, that what you're getting out of a nugget is texture and then also a sauce delivery mechanism. Yeah, totally. Because that's right. really what you want. It's not yeah. like you don't, you're not going to eat a plain, yeah. uh, you know, McNugget. You're just, right. you're, you're going to eat it dipped in something. And they had a great, great texture on them. Yeah, really they're like crisp. the scooper yeah. Tostitos. I mean, not eating the right. Tostitos, you're just scooping up that cheese. And for me, I was scooping up the uh, the flavors of the sauces. That's, that's really what it was. But I liked that. I liked the fake chicken more than the chicken sandwich that I got. Now, wow, yeah, I mean, but this again, this is Brooklyn. This was a Sunday night, and mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but when you order food and it gets here too quickly, it kind of makes me nervous. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I kind of want it taking a little bit more. I mean, they, they were here in like fifteen minutes. It was That's nothing. Amazing. Wow, yeah, it was shocking. Um, almost as if the delivery guy made it himself in the car or something. I skip the uh, <laughs> skip the cook over it. Um, oh man! Yeah, I was. That, dy- that dystopia that just seems too likely to happen at some point. Yeah, where you know yeah, what? <laughs> people are frying in their cars, <laughs> deep frying in their vans. Um, yeah, I like the fake chicken more. Now, with that said, in um, Brooklyn now, it's sort of a thing where hot Tennessee Memphis chicken is sort of a, a big thing now. And there's a few places that do it really, really well, Memphis style chicken. So I've had that recently in um, these restaurants. So uh, in comparing it to those, it just didn't stand up. I mean, if I were to do it again, I would get all the sides that I got, all the sauces and the fake chick- chicken nugs again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would. That's great. That's really something. Yeah. A huge – and you know what? I, I, I enjoy the nugs quite a bit too. I, I think that there is a thing with them where you got to eat them hot and fresh when they come. I think there, there's a little bit of the McDonald's fry factor wags. You know, I love McDonald's fries. I think they're the best. And then when McDonald's fries are cold, they really turn into a different animal, you know, like, uh, right. it's that sort of thing of, of you got to eat these quickly. And then I did reheat a couple of them in my, uh, my, uh, what's it called? Air fryer. Air fryer. And, um, and it, it didn't, you could kind of taste the block of 
beyond chicken that second time when I heated them up. Like, uh, I felt like the experience when they came hot and fresh, it was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really, ta- like, I'm not, this all was mixing together well, and I'm not tasting, like, this brick of fake chicken meat in the middle. And then when I reheated it up, you you could definitely, you could sense that. But they, mm. they were good. I was, I was, I was impressed. I think it's, for, for basically the start of this, it's, it's a pretty strong start. Because this oh, is yeah. only going to get get better and better is what I yeah. think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I mean, this is brand new. And uh, yeah. I'm sure they, they tested it in test kitchens for the years. Um, but they, I think they got it to a point where if this is a first offering, like I'm kind of, I wouldn't say excited, but I'm interested to see what they can come up with down the road. Because this yeah, is and I think- fucking great. Yeah, and I think like of like you know talking about the chicken sandwich, I'd like to see them do a veggie patty, you know, like mm-hmm. a Beyond breaded patty, so we could get that chicken sandwich as well in a, in a in mm-hmm. in a plant based fashion. I, I'll agree that the chicken sandwich for me, especially, it's been something that that's been hyped a lot. Like I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, you know what, the KFC chicken sandwich is sneaky, great, and I I mine was well constructed. I went to a good KFC. Um, and uh, or, or 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 a pretty consistent KFC, actually in a pretty in a pretty dense area. So uh, and uh, this one, I think it was well constructed, but I think it was just maybe I, I don't know. Like like I I think it was just I think it might have just been the breast wasn't as the the chicken breast the chicken patty just wasn't the quality that yeah. I was expecting in this yeah. kind of chicken sandwich where that's so dominant. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a great piece of chicken that I think they yes. had fried up. And also this was. Uh, this was arranged in Brooklyn. So this was a Brooklyn arranged sandwich. Uh, fast food. <laughs> Not exactly perfectionist in that kitchen. I'm imagining. <laughs> I, it, my, mine was, I'd had it before and uh, I had it in Quincy and, and I believe that there was a spicy version at one point. And maybe that's just gone for the original. Yeah, um, I didn't see it. But I, I, I really liked it when I had it. Why? I, and I said that it was right up there behind Popeye's is, Popeyes was number one, and then this, and then and then I thought KFC was maybe number two. Uh, when everyone was doing was pushing out their their fried chicken sandwiches. Now, does Wendy's have this? Well, here's the issue: is that Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is number one for me. I mean, like that. Nick and I both love the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Great sandwich. And they they've now done, and that's like number one overall. But it's very different from like these fried chicken sandwiches that Popeyes started to do and then every other fast food restaurant was trying to do the same thing which is like mayo and pickles on like a nice bun or whatever and a, and a big fried chicken fillet. The spicy chicken sandwich is kind of its own thing. Um but Wendy's also did their own version of this of these chicken sandwich on yeah. top of that outside the riff of the, on the Chick-fil-A uh, sandwich basically. Yes. They're they're yeah. all kind of clones of the Chick-fil-A sandwich. I do I might like the Popeye's one better than the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, but I haven't wow. had a Wendy's spicy chicken Oof, in a while. Come on. That's the Popeye's one's mind. really great. I mean, come you on. can also get the Popeye's go, one spicy. Go go get a Wendy's spicy. It's just it's it's, it's <laughs> I will. It's the best. Hey, asshole, I know go, you love go, it. Go get a Wendy's spicy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. You don't have to talk <laughs> me into shit. it. I'll do it. <laughs> shit. Sure. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Negotiation over. I'll say this. Here's 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 a big thing for me is that I ate those I ate the Beyond Nuggets and then I did and then I that the a la carte breast, uh, which I think we've mentioned on here is, sounds like a, a modern day like a modern day strip strip club menu. 
<laughs> to get the off menu. The, uh, off menu, the a la carte breast, just a single. Um I and we've we've kind of been hard on the on KFC the couple times not not too hard, just like what's going on with this place is not great, kind of uh is is where we yeah, stood. Yeah, been underwhelmed. I, I bit into this a la carte breast and I was and it was juicy and delicious it was the sort of thing where i was like this is the thing that is hard to to replicate you can't do this with beyond nuggets is 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 basically get that kind of juicy crispy chicken meat right and that's okay i think that i think i think it's mike like you're saying like those nuggets are good enough and they scratch an itch of like chicken nuggets enough that i do like them and i actually do think that the flavor is there which is the hardest thing is like yeah the seasoning it it right. tastes it tastes like it, but I so, can see I can see the chicken looking more like chicken in the future, like Beyond or Impossible does now. And I guess Beyond got their act together because that's freakish how, how similar it looks. But I I, yeah. I do think that they'll make it look yeah because you would I mean if you looked at it real closely you would know, but if you're dipping in the sauce you wouldn't. So the taste for me was great. Um, yes, but I, I think it, the the juiciness aspect I bet they'll figure that out. They've also talked about edible bones, Wags. Have you heard this? Like uh, just like edible having bones, like fake edible bones? bones, eating the bone. plant-based bones, plant-based bo- like a like a things that so it makes it feel like you have like a chicken wing or something. What is that like but the compressed are- rib McRib? Basically, I think probably something like and and maybe a, even a little bit more substantial than that. Yeah, because the McRib is just like a form factor. It doesn't yeah, actually sure, yes. have the texture of a bone. Now I've yeah. never had that. I have I had friends who were wild for those things. Do you guys have those? Uh, I like them. They are. It, it's another one where it's just like the sauce is the whole thing. You know, yeah. I think the actual meat is pretty. The pork patty is pretty bad. I was about to say like we don't like. I don't like. It's it's not my favorite thing at McDonald's. But then I was like, have we done the McRib every time it's come out on the podcast? Probably. Yeah. We, every time, every time that it comes back, we probably go and get it. Uh, and it's fun. Breaking shoes. We got to review this for the sixth time. We we have to. <laughs> It's in the zeitgeist. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> I mean, I just want a Big Mac when I when I go to McDonald's. Yeah. I want I want a, I want the Big Mac. I, I don't I don't I don't care as much about about the I don't care as much about the McRib. It's very sweet too. On top of that, but it, but uh, there's people who love it. There are people who really stand by it, just like people love the uh, filet o fish, uh, or the what does Trump True. call it? The fish delight. The fish delight. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call the it a fish, fish, a fish, a filet of fish. I call it the fish delight. <laughs> God, um, but people stand by it. People love the 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 filet of fish. So, uh, I, and I and I, I so I my question is is like people were talking about the McDonald's McPlant, and there was an article just about how, about how it's going to be, uh, it it could be a failure or whatever, and and and. If you just give it the option to be in Big Macs or, or in Quarter Pounders or whatever, in cheeseburgers, I don't think that that's a failure. I think that people will do it. And the same thing here with KFC. I, I don't know what their plan is as far as adding this to the menu, but I think it works. I think it's a good thing for them. I, I, it feels like a, for 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 a restaurant that wags to me of of all the rest like of all the fast food restaurants we do of like of all the titans of fast food. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like KFC is the one that's kind of like the most old and boring of the bunch? Like it doesn't. To me, it just feels like kind of like the the one that I don't care about as much. 
Well, what are you classifying as Titans? Because yeah, in terms McDonald's, of in terms of Burger sales, King, KFC Bell. is number two worldwide. So it's it's a is big it one. really yeah huge in China. It's, People love KFC in China. Yeah, it just to me is just it it feels kind of like the one uh, the, a fast food place I'm never thinking about going, and it just feels like mm-hmm. old news to me. And I, don't I know, think they're I, just I, better. Chi- they're just better chicken options domestically is the thing. Like I like there's there yeah. KFC and Popeyes are the same. Uh, the same amount of distance between them from where I live, I'd go Popeyes every time. There's 100%. no reason I would opt for a KFC unless we were doing it for the podcast. 100%. I'd be curious to see what sales were like. Um, my cousin's husband uh, worked until recently as a uh, Popeyes uh, executive. Wow. Um, I think he'd be great on the show, actually. He doesn't work there anymore. He's starting a chain of restaurants in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. But he worked at, at Popeyes for about a year and a half. Um, I, I'd be curious to see, I bet he, he, he could find out somehow how, how this new chicken is doing at KFC. I'd be kind of curious. Yeah. 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 I do. I do wonder because I, and, and I, and I hope that that's not, you know, the, the, the re like, uh, I hope the deciding factor is like sales aren't great and we're not going to continue. Cause I do think it's something they should do. I think it's, it's, it, I think it is an option of. an option that will be great for the future they should keep they should keep pushing in this direction but who knows maybe i mean from where i'm from maryland they had a ton of chicken farms and i can tell you if you've ever been close to a chicken farm um it is one of the most disgusting smells you'll ever smell i mean the health benefits of not eating as much chicken as we're eating is is a good thing yeah for sure yeah yeah. especially Mm -hmm. factory farm chicken yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's get to our final thoughts, and I know we haven't talked about our sides, but we can get to them in our reviews. Uh, so uh, we'll get. Uh, so, Mike, this is how this will work. We'll each go around, give a closing argument, if you will, uh, regarding this visit to KFC, and end it by giving a score from zero to five forks. You're our guest. We'll start with you, Mike Sachs. Okay. Well, I love the. Um, I I'd give the Beyond Nuggets uh, four. Um, and I would give the sides, the mashed potatoes, I would – are we rating each of them or just overall? I, I give, a, give overall. an overall score, but if you want to rate okay. some individual items, that's fine. All right. Well, I found the mashed potatoes and gravy a bit too salty for my taste. I thought the mac and cheese was a little bit runny. Uh, the biscuits were really good. Mm. Um, the chicken sandwich, as I mentioned, wasn't really up to par. So I would say um, I'd give it overall 3.5. 3.5. Wow. 3.5. Good, good score. Yeah. I mean, granted, this is the first one in twenty in, in decades, and right. um, I, I have to say that if I am ever on the road and I see a KFC and they are selling these uh, fake nuggets, I would get them again. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's the that's the sort of thing. If if KFC is around, I don't see a Popeyes, Nick, like you're saying, basically the fake nugget. And also, if I'm the sort of thing of like, hey, I don't want to eat meat, that like, that should be the plus side of it. So that's why they should keep pushing in that direction of frying these and and you know try to fry these in separate oil or whatever they're gonna, whatever they they plan to do but um i was dipping my biscuit in some in some uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and uh, mike i agree those the biscuits there are still really good still still really good the tenders were okay wags the sides alone i i basically just agreed with you you kind of nailed it mike the, the mac and cheese is a little bit runny and the and the uh the the mashed potatoes and, and gravy, I feel like over time the sides have gotten worse at KFC, but is that just my child brain? Yeah, right. Thinking that the signs were re- really good when I was younger. Right. Um, or am I more sensitive to salt as I age, which is probably mm, the case too? 
poss- that's a possibility too. That they they def- they definitely taste like to me they taste more produced than like a more like a in a like a whatever like fake mashed potatoes and gravies more more than it used to seem like they made them in house or something which maybe is a it is a possibility that they made them in the stores and and now it just comes in a bag that they heat up the bag or whatever um and there's more preservative preservatives but I, I KFC is a tricky one for me Nick I, I I never it's never great and also mm-hmm. I I wouldn't maybe ever give it below. Maybe in a bad experience, I'd give it below three forks, but I feel like it hovers around three forks. Sure. Um, and honestly, these nuggets are, are a highlight. I think these nuggets are a thing that kind of push it forward. And I think the sandwich was also in the past was good, and now it was just kind. And so I'm like, is this KFC being KFC? Is the sandwich now just kind of shitty, and the quality's gone down? Um, but I'm excited for the future of these nuggets. I'm going to go three point five for this wow. for this visit. Wow, three forks, two tines. Very good score. Mm, hand holding club. Hand holding club so far with our guest. I am going to say a big part of me eating vegetarian last year, even though like I was working from home the entire time, is was thinking about like, okay, if I was in some sort of group situation and everyone was going to this place, could I get something to eat? I think with KFC's Beyond Nuggets, they have absolutely accomplished that. Like, that's a thing where if I was working an office job and everyone was like, hey, we're going to KFC today. We're ordering from KFC. Are you in? I'd be like, yeah, I could do KFC because these Beyond Nuggets are good. They're tasty. They've got a great texture. Uh, As we as we discussed, uh, they're they're great for the sauce and then they have good solid sauces there. Uh, you can you can get uh, an array of different sides that that all satisfy a, a, a vegetarian diet. Um, I, I you know I thought my mashed potatoes were fine without gravy. I checked the the uh, nutrition info because we were discussing whether they they do have meat in them. They there is added chicken fat, or that that is the basis of the gravy. Uh, mm. So Why know, is, that's not yeah. Do you think that the mashed potatoes have gotten worse? Do they feel more like like a boxed mat the mashed potato? You know what I mean, like. In Maybe, my mind, I think but they have. Yeah, I also don't think they were ever great. I think they were sure. always just like just just get a bunch of gravy. I remember getting extra gravy as a kid when we get these as family meals. Yeah. Like just having just throwing on is just loading this up with gravy, and then you're just dipping your biscuit in the Ever? potatoes and gravy, and it's just a big gravy covered. I, I think I think you told me that you used to you get a you get a soda and you just fill the soda cup up with gravy. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what I, I was juicing. Uh, my, yeah. I, I did have a point in my life where, where my favorite food was gravy. Oh, people would ask me that question. It's like gravy, love huge gravy. Fan. It's so good. It seems, it seems like they're pushing fries now too. It's and like, but the mashed potatoes and gravy and the mac and cheese, like that's what makes KFC fun too, to an extent. It's just that I think those sides are pretty weak now as compared to what I used to think of them. And it seems yeah. like they're pushing the new kernels fries or whatever. Totally agree. Do you guys know if there, if any of these fast food marketing or PR people follow you on Twitter or listen to your podcast? Because I bet you that they take what you guys say really seriously. A couple have it tweeted depends on the us. Chain. We've gotten a few cease and desists. Uh, a couple of people have. <laughs> a, a couple of people have. Um, a couple of people have. Like people came to the live show, like White Castle. Someone from White Castle came. Right, to we had the White live Castle show. reps. We had Rubio's reps. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've had we've had a number of we've had a number of connections. It's usually mm-hmm. people who are 
I, I don't know. It's usually like 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 we, we've rarely gotten a thing where uh, umami burger. I think is the big exception, and we talked about that fairly recently, Mitch, on the podcast, where we got someone who was just like, "Hey, we heard what you said, and we're taking that to heart, and we're making some changes as a result." But it's usually not that concrete. It's usually like, "Hey, thanks for talking about us on the show," or "Hey, we'll try to do better." You know, it's usually a little yeah. bit more general, or maybe even a "fuck you." Um, yeah, it's mostly fuck of- yous. Actually, those are just those are just our listeners, though. That's, oh yeah, that's Sorry. most of our those feedback. Are your fans. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of is is speaking of the colonel's fries. Who is the colonel right now? Do we know who the colonel is currently? Yeah, like like which celebrity? Oh my is, god, I, I just looked. Yeah, it's Jared Fogle. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> a prison. what a mistake! <laughs> Why did they do that? From he's already prison. associated Why? with it, even even without the charges. He's so well associated with another brand. They're not charges anymore. Those were those were convictions. <laughs> well, <laughs> not to Wags. He's kind of he's a bit of a Jared truther. Yeah, well, some people say convictions. I say I say charges. Um, the it's a it's a it's a, yeah. I don't know who the colonel is right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've been, I think they've maybe gotten off that campaign. Yeah, they they were they were they were like different actors would be the would be the colonel from time to time. Was Bill yeah, Hader uh, one, or was that just him on SNL? I don't know if Hader was actually. That's in a, a great spot. question. Yeah, Daryl Hammond was in. Norm Macdonald, oh, R.I.P., okay. was the colonel for right, for right. a bit. Reba McIntyre, mm-hmm. that was a fun one. Reba was one. Nice yeah. little change of pace. She was good. I prefer the original racist colonel. Yes. <laughs> also, committed stolen valor. Never served. No. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that he gave himself the colonel designation. Not too high, not too low, just (laughs) smack in there. It wasn't a first class private or a general. It was the colonel. (laughs) I'll go four forks because I think the Beyond Nuggets exceeded my expectation. And I think it's great that this is this is a huge chain. That they're oh. that they're making this big stride towards yeah, I you like know it. normalizing plant based proteins at a fast food restaurant I think is big so I, I think they're well executed and I'm glad they're nationwide four forks if they ever deserve four forks uh, four wow if they ever deserve four forks it's for it's for this it's, I agree with you Nick it's it's, it's uh, yeah. still three point five for me sure but, uh, but four that makes sense wow well that was our review of KFC and their new Beyond Nuggets we'll take a break we'll be back with more Doughboys. Oh boy, Mitch, Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up? Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? 
I've also gifted my mom an Aura frame. That's right. This is the truth. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code Doughboys at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. Is this true? She got my sister one. And now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom a photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. (laughs) Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with our guest, Mike Sachs. Now, Mitch, we're trying to decide on a segment for today's show. And it's been a year since we did My Snackrifice, which is when we basically gave up a snack for the rest of the year. I figured, mm. hey, we're we're into February already in 2022. Let's bring yes. back my sacrifice. You I vetoed said no. it. You said no. Yes. You also said you needed 48 hours to prepare for my sacrifice. <laughs> I don't know how this is possible. The my sacrifice segment, uh, and 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 Mike, uh, for you and for our listeners who aren't familiar, we pick three foods that we're mm. going to give up. That's all the prep that needs to be done. You said yes. you couldn't do it on same day notice. You need four. You need two full days. Same day notice is being generous, by the way. I'd say twenty minutes before the show. Twenty minutes Less before the that. show started. Hold on. I don't think. I don't think. It, I don't think. It, I think it was around twenty minutes, maybe thirty minutes, maybe. You said, "Let's do my satin sacrifice." I said, "I want to write a new song for it if we do it." And I said, "I need." I, so I need just a little bit of prep. I said forty-eight okay. hours. Just Here, so you here's what, here's here's what happened. Let's see. I, time I mentioned this 1033 a.m., which is an hour and a half before our record started. Uh-huh. The issue is you saw this and replied to it at 1140 when I assume you got out of bed and checked your phone. <laughs> That's, so 20, I didn't yes, get out of bed and check minutes, my phone at 1140. It was 20 minutes before we recorded, not when I texted you, but when you saw it. First of all, I woke up at 10 a.m. and replied to you at one point. Not that 10 a.m. is a good time to wake up, but that's when I woke Mm -hmm. up. And then I had 100 text messages, and I was reading through all of them, and I read through yours last. Okay. Well, maybe read through the work-related ones uh, when you're you're on a work day. Oh, okay. Says the guy who doesn't use his phone on Sundays. (laughs) Is that a work day? That's the day of rest. It's prescribed by the Lord. We're always on. We're on 24-7. Fast food news doesn't sleep, Wags. Uh, Look, we don't need to litigate this in front of our guest. No, we, no, audible, we do. We're let's doing get, a different segment. Let's let's get into it a little bit more. I was gonna, I, and so I, I said, I said, here's an idea. 
we could do a snack or whack. And then I said, here's, and then I said, I could do this too. And I said, go ahead, write a song about it. And so I wonder if you have now written a song for this new segment. Anyway, besides the point, I just wanted to write a new song and we had been doing a double that I didn't yes. want to do this week because it's the last mm-hmm. week I'm, I'm in my old place at Palmerston. Uh, goodbye, Palmerston. It's officially this Sunday. It, I will be officially moved out. Uh, and so we do. You're in your new place say, recording. I should mention it's the scale too. Do we have to bleep that? No, this is called, this will come out afterwards. The scale two. We were doing yeah. the scale two. Check out the Google calendar for Spent the show. It, six, it, it shows six, shows when episodes are recording and when they're releasing. So I spent six hours on the fucking scale two yesterday. All right, here There's we go. There's no way that's possible. It's a hundred percent the truth. Getting a bunch of food and writing something up. You told me to, to write a song about this. 11 minutes before we began recording. So right, let's see. You it. told me let's you see write it. a song. <laughs> hey, you know, I, Mike, I, I apologize for all of that. Mike, we've got a food stuff. We're going to determine if it's something you can put in your mouth. It's snack or whack, though in honor of our esteemed guest, today it's snack or sack. <laughs> Do wow. you snack on it Love or it. sack it, as oh, people shit. in the UK say, uh, when you're firing someone? I fucking love to sack it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're <laughs> going <we're> to <gonna laughs> find out. You know, there was a restaurant in Virginia that I used to go to called Steak in the Sack. No wow. way. Yeah. What was that? Sounds like a dream come true. It was just a nasty, nasty, dirty fucking place, but I loved it. Sack was just like a pita bread. Okay. So this was like a Mediterranean concept or yeah, what? Mediterranean. Wow. I thought you were saying like steak in, steak in a bed, basically. I'd like. <laughs> I thought cool you were saying too. what it seemed like. Yeah. No, steak in a sack, not the steak sack. In a sack. Ah. Wow. That's right. It's snack or sack. And Mitch, you're going to taste some popcorn, which means I'm going to sing my hastily composed song. Mmm, pop, 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 mmm, pop, Cornopolis, yeah. Mmm, pop, 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 pop. Mitch is going to eat it. Mmm, pop, 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 mmm, popcornopolis, yeah. Mm, Pop, 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 Mitch is gonna eat it. Okay. I will only make love to this song from now until I die. Mitch, you got some popcorn from Popcornopolis. I can't wait for people to tweet, Weiger is a genius for that. I got some Popcornopolis, different popcorn snacks. We're going to talk about them. I'm going to try them. Unfortunately, in the world we live in now, there is only one who can try. Um, I got four different flavors, Wags. I don't know if we'll get to all four, but we'll try. Okay. I'm going to start with the first Popcornopolis flavor, and I think you guys could guess if it's if you're going to snack or sack it. If I'm going to snack or sack it, it's Popcornopolis red velvet flavor. What? Ooh, that, feels, that feels like a sack to me. Oh. Here we go. Red, red oh. velvet flavor. I'm going to tear this open. What is even red velvet? I mean, it's just a color. Yeah, I I mean, like it's a and red velvet cheese. cake is. Yeah, I know, but. But but yes, I don't know how that would translate to a popcorn. That's crazy. Mitch is holding up a kernel. It's it's covered in sort of a red. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's the color you would expect. Red white. It's a nice. Yeah, color. it's red and white. White frosting. It looks like a a peppermint. I've eaten the first piece. I got a song stuck in my head, man. That is hot. It's an earworm. <laughs> what do you think, Mitchie? You know what? Mm-hmm. Oh, the aftertaste is not good. <laughs> mm. Their face. The aftertaste. 
The aftertaste yeah. is not the aftertaste is not good. I was surprised because the I was like, this is just Nick. I, you're a popcorn skeptic, Mike. How do you feel about popcorn? I love popcorn. I love popcorn too. Not good. A normal human being that likes popcorn, but Nick your face—it like it. It looked like a baby pinching one out. I mean, that that was a huge yes. aftertaste. <laughs> Well, who's to say I I did or didn't pitch no, one out? But I, I not for me to not. say. I <laughs> this just doesn't work. I was surprised because the sweetness. I was like, look, I'm a popcorn just with butter. Give me popcorn and butter. I'm that a popcorn and butter guy. I don't need sweet popcorn as much. But the first bite, I was like, this isn't bad. It's just that red velvet aftertaste is just not good. It just doesn't work in the popcorn form. What what is that uh, like? Are you actually tasting like the same aftertaste you'd have from a, from a red velvet cake, or is it kind of sciency? It tastes artificial. A hundred percent. Oh, you are okay. There is a little bit of a sciency thing to it. I, I feel like there's like a little bit of like a how am I tasting this? But it is it is very much a red velvet taste. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that. Um, I borrowed that from the dumbbells, by the way. Shout out the dumbbells, the fitness pro- fitness podcast. All right, the next one is. This one, um, I have higher hopes for this. This is cinnamon toast, Wags. Oh, cinnamon I love toast. cinnamon toast. Oh, cinnamon, cinnamon toast popcorn. Cinnamon toast popcorn from Pop- <laughs> Popcornopolis. You know what I once had at uh, at a Baskin Robbins years and years ago? It was just a it was a an experimental flavor that didn't last. It was popcorn flavored ice cream? Fascinating. Wow. Yeah, and it was good. It was really good. We've, we've, there's an artisan ice cream place, a parlor that, that Natalie and I used to go to uh, called Sweet Rose Creamery. There's a few locations mm, in L.A., yeah. and they had a corn ice cream seasonally, and it was Ooh. like a sweet corn, and that was delicious. It wasn't yeah. popcorn specifically, but I was like, oh, this really works. Yeah, that sounds Ooh, good. Wow. I, I just ripped this bag open. Strong, mm-hmm. strong smell of cinnamon toast. Okay. Like if you made cinnamon toast in your home. Right. It's, it, this, it feels like this is what you'd be smelling. It smells. It smells kind of buttery. It smells decent. It it smells kind of buttery. It smells decent, Wags. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Here, you can take a little look here. Take a little chomp. Yeah, it looks there like it, it lo- just looks like caramel corn to me. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'm gonna take a little chomp. Mike, you mentioned you like cinnamon toast. Are you talking the actual cinnamon toast or the cereal or both? No, actual cinnamon toast. With a little bit of butter on it. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's quite good. And the smell too is good. Wags, I gotta say. Red Velvet was a sack. I'd sack mm-hmm. it. Cinnamon Toast. You look very pleased. Yeah. Like a big old grizzly just to have some honey. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was like a honey. baby or a bear. Those are, t- <laughs> those, are my, those are my go-to. Those are my go-to looks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say this. Very strong cinnamon, like almost overwhelming. But these are snack. This is these are good. These this is this does it. This is why wow. it is a, a a simulacrum of getting yourself some uh, cinnamon toast in the morning. It's it's it it works. It works. I think brand? it also works because it's they're all popcornopolis. They're, so oh, okay. it's all 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 four I have are popcornopolis. I think that what helps this is the butter and cinnamon toast. Good a good cinnamon toast back in the mm-hmm. day. Toast up bread, put butter on there. And then put the cinnamon toast on uh, the cinnamon toast. Put the cinnamon on cinnamon and sugar. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the the little bit of butter on the popcorn just kind of works better. This is a snack, Wags. Snack. Wow, I'm impressed. It's good. It, now, Mitch, did you get shipped these? Did someone send these to you, or or did you buy these on your own? 
Yeah, my landlord, right before I told him I was moving out of Palmerston. Wait, really? Yeah. They gave me a Christmas like gift. A, it, so it was a Christmas gift, and then you told him you were moving afterwards. It wasn't like a farewell, good luck gift. Yeah, I was waiting for uh, I was waiting for it. Waiting for the Christmas gift and gave him the news. I was moving out. Um, <laughs> I like it. All right. Here we go. Why? Because there's two more, but maybe we'll just pick between the last two. I have... In the holiday theme, holiday cookie or hot cocoa and marshmallow. God, these those both sound vile to me. I think the hot yeah. cocoa and marshmallow sounds worse. But yeah. holiday so cookie is one? just it's just abstract enough where I'm like, what is that exactly? I think they're basically like, you know, like the like red and green sugar cookies. I think okay, that's yes, yeah. what holiday cookie is supposed to be. I think that we should maybe do hot cocoa just because, Mike, what do you think? Just It seems like a fucking monstrous thing. Yeah, so. it really does seem monstrous, almost uh, Nazi-like. I, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't <laughs> put any of those. Uh, Mangala used both of those. And, no, I would go for the uh, – I'd go for hot cocoa. I'm just curious as to yeah, how let's they do pulled hot that cocoa. off. All right, yeah, let's, let's, let's break in a hot cocoa here. This is one of those ones where all these varietals, it's just like, just I'd rather just have regular popcorn, right? Yeah, it's like, totally. why would you order any of these over the baseline? Wags, I'll tell you, if you put it that the 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 cinnamon toast in a you know in a bowl, you know, around the holidays for a party or whatever, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. Sure. I mean, like Popcornopolis is a strange place. We never reviewed it. We should because it technically is, I guess, a chain, right? Like you can go to Popcornopolis. Mm, yeah, we and should. No, I think that works. We go up to Universal Studios, get some popcorn apples. All right, here we go. Hot cocoa, which they look pretty cocoa-ish. I'm going to show you guys. Oh, there are little bits of marshmallow attached to it, it looks like. Hold on. Oof, I don't love that. All right, here we go. It's open. I'm going to show you guys just kind of how cocoa. Oh, God, I poured yeah. popcorn all over my computer. Oh, boy. Looks like 70s cereal, breakfast cereal. It, it, it does. It, it, it does. That's exactly what it looks like. It's a, a sorry. Here we go. I'm eating it off my computer. What other foods you got on that computer? <laughs> what sauces do you have on there? <laughs> <laughs> Just KFC sauce. <laughs> oh, my God. This tastes so much like cocoa. It tastes like hot cocoa. Really? It, it really nails like that the Willy science. Wonka. The Willy Wonka yeah. candy. It really nails that science of tasting like hot cocoa and marshmallow. I wonder how they pull that off. That's wild. It's not good. I was going to ask, is it good (laughs) or just? It's not good. (laughs) No, it's just a magic trick. It it is. And it's, it's truly an impressive, like, especially the aftertaste when it just settles in and it tastes like hot cocoa is in your mouth. Wow. I think all of these are, extremely impressive in how much they nail the flavors they're trying to be sure but this is also a sack two out of the, two out of the three are sacks wow two sacks are good right two 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 two, two sacks two, hey two sacks better than one sack i guess yeah but i've the, always said it <laughs> especially when there's a steak in one of them <laughs> <laughs> but the cinnamon toast is a snack. Cinnamon toast is fun. Wow. And it and it just it just works with popcorn more. These other two just don't work. I could see like the hot cocoa if you're at Universal Studios the week of Christmas with kids and you get hot cocoa 
popcorn and and people would have fun with it but but just just such a weird just a bizarre yeah tasting thing yeah yeah that's 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 strange uh well hey that was snack or whack aka snack no, or sack for this particular year this particular week rather uh and just like a restaurant about your feedback let's open the feedback today we have an email from steve in st Catharines, ontario professor steve on the dose cord hi professor steve professor steve writes when I was at university in Toronto, there was a student living in my dorm from Peru named Pavon. I'm assuming is how you pronounce it. Pavon had never had Canadian maple syrup before and was obsessed with it. He would get a plate of scrambled eggs and cover them in maple syrup. Oh, man. Although those Canadians had surely uh, all had maple syrup on our eggs before, whether intentionally or not, his gusto for the combo led us to affectionately calling them Eggs Pavon. So my question to you is, is there one dish you like so much you wish it could be named after you? We all know that Nick has the drink mm. known as the Weiger. That's true. A third a third lemonade, two-thirds iced tea. That's the Nick Weiger. I invented it. Not, are there any is, other things that you think are uniquely literally what Ar- yours? That was Arnold Palmer's order is what it's you said. It's a Nick Weiger. So uh, uh, Mike, both yeah. Mike's. Um, uh, Mitchell and Sachs, uh, is, is there a dish that you would like to, like that you were yes. so associated with, so strongly associated with that you would name after yourself? Yeah. I just thought of it. Mac and Sachs. It's the, um, elbows <laughs> with uh, cream cheese. It's pretty good. I gotta, I gotta try Mac and Sachs. I, that, that yeah. it sounds fantastic. It's perfect for um, winter. People are going to tweet us pictures of Max and Mac and Sachs. I'm, I'm God, telling you, so. people are going to, people are going to enjoy that. I, um, <laughs> Nick, I've I used to have a drink I called the Hurricane Mitch, which was orange juice in in Captain Morgan's. That was that's what it was, just OJ and Captain Morgan's. And yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good, honestly. I the, thought it was a the spice drum or the or the regular or the, the regular the, spi- rum. the spice drum. Wow, it would just it would just be ice and and so I so I I kind of named my own thing at one point. But an actual, by the way, I wanted to say that with when it comes to maple syrup. A lot of people like to put like their. I I guess I can get behind getting some sausage in the maple syrup, but I don't love to like cover my bacon or anything. Like a lot of people like the meats in the maple syrup, and I kind of like it just on my pancakes. I'm not like a big like meat crossover into the maple syrup guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, no, I mean I I I got no. I honestly got no problem with it. We talked about this recently on on Sweet Chick when we reviewed Sweet Chick uh, with mm-hmm. a friend Tammy. And I, uh, I, I like, I, I, to me, you get that, you get some of that maple syrup on your fried chicken. If you're having chicken and waffles, or if, you know, if you're having like some, some, some bacon and, and, uh, and sausages with your, with your hotcakes. I mean, that's no problem at all. I'll, I'll take all that that you got. I'm not intentionally dipping it, but if some gets on there, that's great. I guess, I guess I'm specifically when it comes to eggs or something, I don't know if I have like, to me, eggs are gross. I I don't want, I don't want syrup on eggs. That dish, that dish sounds disgusting. The eggs move on. Here's, here's my pet peeve, and I've seen this often in Maine where you have an amazing maple syrup. People prefer the fake fructose crap yeah, to oh, the yeah, real sure. stuff, which I don't understand. I mean, once you taste the real stuff, I would think to go back to the crap is not easy. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of a an alt name for this podcast, Back to the Crap. Back um, to the Crap with Sax. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Mac and Sax with Crap the Sax. <laughs> I'm trying you to think what of I'd a like punny. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say the, the a dish I haven't had in a long time is mm. a taquito. I really like taquitos. 
and I That's would like you to see like a, not 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 the taquito. I I think like you know, like get a plant based protein in, in a taquito. Mm-hmm. Let, let's have a veggie taquito, or or maybe maybe you can make a good taquito with a black bean. I don't know. Maybe that would work. But some sort of veggie taquito, I wouldn't mind being uh being associated with. I can't think of like a food I've made that like where I put a different twist on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, it's crazy that Mike had one just in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Um, right. But I, I would love to have like a Mitch Benedict in some way. I've talked oh, about I want to like uh, <laughs> What would be on uh, a Mitch Benedict? I'll, I'll tell you, the Mitch Benedict, an ingredient has been forgotten. So like mm. there's like there's like no uh, no Canadian bacon or no ham like they, they just okay. so like, oh man, I messed up oh I, I didn't I saw sorry and then also uh, it arrives at like one p.m. so that's <laughs> yeah, perfect for brunch here's a Mitch Benedict here you go Wags uh huh here here it is an English muffin a cheeseburger a burger patty with cheese egg hollandaise sauce on top of it that's a Mitch that Benedict. sounds good. It sounds, it sounds good. good. Yeah, I'm also realizing that that the mac and cheese variant I will do, and and Mike is reminding me of this, is I will I will make a, a mac and cheese from scratch, but I'll throw in some some green chilies, Ooh, and so like a yeah. green chili mac, which I don't think is a very common common no. uh, mac and cheese. That, that that could be a that could be a wagger. That sounds good. That's just called the wa- a, a wagger. Nick and cheese. A nick and cheese. <laughs> okay, nick and cheese. Yeah. Mitch Benedict is the is the burger on the. English muffin with the egg and the hollandaise sauce, and the uh, is it sack and cheese? Is that what we call it, Mike? What was it called? Mac and sacks. Mac, mac and sacks. Mac and sacks. Even better is the macaroni with cream cheese. Tell we us gotta, what you think. We got to do a show where each of us take the uh, other person's food name and uh, rate it. Like I, I like that. Have, yeah. Let, let's book it. Just keep in mind, Mitch is going to need forty-eight hours notice. <laughs> Listen, if you can write another song within minutes like you did, we can pull this off. <laughs> uh, send us what you would like your own dish to be. Hashtag call me by your dish. And if you have a oh question or comment God. about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, you can join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Mike Sachs, thank you so much for being here. Oh, the this book is super passing fun. on the right. Yeah, thank such, you. Such, such a thrill. So we really appreciate you giving us so much of your time. Uh, the book is Passing on the Right. Tell us about that and anything else you would like to plug. Passing on the Right is a fake memoir from, you know, uh, I mentioned a pet peeve uh, earlier. I have a lot of pet peeves. Uh, my literature pet peeve is a very poorly written memoir from a comedian. And there are a lot of them. Writing a yes. book is a very specific skill set that comedians don't often, uh, can't often pull off. It'll usually just be an extended uh, transcript of one of their shows or multiple shows. So I was wanted to write a parody of a comedian who wrote a, the worst memoir out there. And I combined that <laughs> with the worst person in comedy. In this case, his name is Skippy Batty Battison from D.C., who starts off as a very mediocre comedian, becomes a very mediocre comedy writer, uh, he wrote the Titanic parody in the 1998 Oscar awards. And um, he also claims to have written the uh, that's what she said line from the office, just a really mediocre character <laughs> who becomes a huge podcast, conservative <laughs> podcasting and satellite radio star. So it's 450 pages of the worst person in comedy. 
That's that's, <laughs> that's so awesome. I, it also seems like he'd be a hit on the sh- our show, Doughboys. We probably have him back multiple times. I would love for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I also I, I i did I did a podcast that that you also uh, helped create back in the day too with Randy. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, which I really appreciate it. That's another book. I like writing these books, these fake found items. Randy was a book written by a 30-something loser in Maryland that I supposedly found at a garage sale. Um, and it's it's his life story for one year. And that's actually being reissued in April from Simon Schuster. Awesome. Wow, check that out. Check out both of, of those. Stuff. That and yeah. Passing on the Right, you can you can which you can pre-order now. And uh, Mike Sachs, thanks for being here. Hey, guys. This is super fun. Thank you so much. Thank Such you. Such a blast. And Mitch, that'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. On the next Doughboys Double, it's the return of Doughboys Pilot Program, our TV pilot watch-along series. Horror aficionado Oscar Montoya joins to discuss episode one of zeitgeisty teen cannibalism drama, Yellow Jackets. You are who you eat? Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast.